At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome in to My Guys in the Desert. Daniel Alvari here at the VSIN studio inside the South Point Sportsbook with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds. Just in time for the NBA play-in. We have a game tipping off in just about 90 minutes. So let's talk about that one first. So for those who don't know, just to explain really quick, winner of the 7-8 seed game advances to the playoffs as the 7 seed. The loser will play the winner of this 9-10 seed game. The winner of that game will be the 8 seed. So 10 seed Hornets versus the 9 seed Pacers. Pacers around a 3 point favorite yesterday now sitting at one and a half here uh who do you guys like in this game i don't know who west likes <laughs> i like Couldn't nothing be the pacers, the pacers. he loves indiana the indiana pacers. pacers come on west jump on the pacers bandwagon uh i am going to stay out of this one uh okay. my former employer i don't know who <laughs> is going to be available i know karis lavert is not going to be available he is out due to uh Quarantine, basically. Damana Sabonis is upgraded to probable tonight, so good news for the blue and gold. Malcolm Brogdon, questionable with the hamstring. Also, Edmund Sumner, Aaron Holiday. I really don't have a lot of confidence in the Hornets, though, because they have lost five in a row coming in here to the play-in situation. This loser-leave-town 9-10 versus 10 match tonight, so I'm likely staying out of it. I did kind of like the under, but it's been getting hit, and I kind of mm-hmm. lean to the under in both those 9-10 games because this is an elimination game, essentially. 
essentially. This is loser is going to be going home for the summer. So mm-hmm. you got to think maybe early on you'll see a lot of scoring. Then in the second half, it'll kind of die. It'll feel a little bit like an NCAA tournament game, I think. Right. Where you get all of a sudden in the last five, six minutes, and then all of a sudden these possessions keep getting longer. You go deeper into the shot clock. So mm-hmm. that's where your under could catch up. So if you miss the number, don't be afraid to play an in game or maybe a second half total under. Charlotte won two of three meetings during the regular season between these teams, but mm-hmm. uh, I would be a little bit hesitant to play the Pacers here. We're just jerking around a little bit. The Pacers are, they've covered eight of their past 28 home games. Yikes. Um, as a home favorite. Eight of the past 28 is a home favorite. And they weren't very tight defensively down the stretch either. Mm-hmm. And this team's had some dissension, as Wes knows. He loves the soap opera storylines with teams. <laughs> and the Pacers have uh, had some drama going on on that bench. So, yeah, I'm not that confident in the uh, favorite in this game. And 15-7 and seven to the overrun, even though I do kind of lean to the under just because of the situation. Mm-hmm. Ever since Miles Turner has essentially been out of the lineup, the defense has not been there, but they've been able to spread out the ball a little bit more and score on offense. So going against the trend here, but I do lean under in the spot. Well, I would imagine that in a regular season trend, you wouldn't apply that necessarily to a playoff game. No. And that's what you're saying here is we have a playoff you know, winner advances loser goes home here uh pacers also missing karis lavert tonight how big of a impact is that going to have on this game is that why we saw this line movement yeah i i think so it was three this morning then i saw one appear it's now settled in about one and a half pretty much market wide karis lavert has finally gotten some scoring punch for what indiana has really needed in the backcourt because malcolm brogdon's been in and out of the lineup of course mm-hmm. tj warren never played this year we know victor oladipo got traded uh before the deadline so that's why you're really seeing this move here. I don't think it's necessarily a lot of confidence in the Charlotte Hornets per se. So one of the props that I wanted to look at for this game, especially since it's going to tip off during the show, uh, was a player parlay prop. So to score 17 points and win the game, LaMelo Ball. Yes, plus 250, no, minus 335. He averages 15.7 points per game. He's gone over 17 points in five of his last eight games. Do you think there's a shot that the Hornets win and LaMelo goes over 17 points? Yeah, I absolutely do. I think when you look at the fact that the Pacers are very shorthanded right now in the backcourt, we don't know if Brogdon's going to go. We know Lavert is going to be out. We know Jeremy Lamb is going to be out. Sumner and Aaron Holiday also questionable. So it's like you're running out of bodies in terms of who's going to be able to guard this guy. So you may have a big, those isolated pick and rolls where you got a big stepping out on him. So absolutely, I would see that prop cashing. And as far as any other points, rebounds, or assist props, I know that you think this game is going to be more of an under-type game. Defense is going to be a little bit tighter. Is there any point props that maybe you would look at an under on? Terry Rosaire's points prop sitting at 21 and a half, minus 113 on both sides. This is on DraftKings. P.J. Washington, his total sitting at 13 and a half. Anything interesting to you there? I have not played any of these props from this standpoint, but I do kind of lean to the under pace. I'm not going to chase a bad number, though. I'm going to wait and see if I can get a better number in-game or maybe a second-half total. We also have Celtics Wizards tonight. Early uh, predictions on this one. Of course, we're going to talk about it more in depth as the show goes on. I'm going to go with the ugly favorite here. I lean Celtics here. Money line at home. I lean Wizards, but I decided not to bet the game. I did. I've. Uh, it seemed like the Wizards are going to be a little bit too popular. A hot dog, Danielle. Yeah. yeah. Stick with us. More coming up right here on My Guys in the Desert. Welcome in to My Guys 
Sports in the Desert. I'm Danielle Avari here at the VEASAN studio inside the South Point Sportsbook with Matt Eumanns and Wes Reynolds. Great guests coming up today. We have to talk about some golf. So we have Stephen Hennessy from Golf Digest. And at the top of the hour, of course, we'll have Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst here at VEASAN, JVT, to talk to us before tip-off of the first game tonight. The NBA play-in tournament is here. Mm-hmm. Are you excited, Wes? I'm on pins and needles. NBA play-in action is fantastic. I'm actually looking forward to the play-in tournament, but especially the Wednesday uh, Wednesday late game. It kind of reminds me of the NCAA uh, play-ins when uh, UCLA and Michigan State played in that last mm-hmm. game. And Vinny Maiulo, Chris Andrews, the guys here at the uh, South Point said, that game was bet almost as big as any NCAA tournament game including the Final Four, because of the time slot it was in late that night and the fact you had two marquee teams in Michigan State and UCLA, and it was a great game on top of that. But this, with the Warriors and the Lakers in L.A. in a late spot on Wednesday mm-hmm. night, it almost feels like, I don't want to get into hyperbole, but it kind of feels like an NBA Finals type of game. It does, and I think being a kind of a loser-leave town, especially the 9 versus 10, <laughs> obviously the 7-8, Winner of that goes right into the main draw, and then the eight seed has to play the or the loser of that game has to play the winner of the nine ten game. But I do kind of like this format. I think what the NBA is trying to do. I don't know how successful they came across as doing it this season. But Adam Silver and I think the NBA want to eliminate these teams tanking so much. Right. So they want more teams that have a chance in the playoff mix. Now what you had though is you had teams in the playoff mix that went ahead and tanked for a seed, like the Los Angeles Clippers. It's like. They're so mad about being little brother out there in Southern California, it's, yet they're scared to face the Lakers. They wanted to be in the opposite draw. I get right. the strategy, right. but it's kind of like people are going to continue to think you're little brother if you're going to go ahead and avoid the Lakers in the playoffs. You know, this number was seven when I was working Sunday night, early Monday morning, Wes. We saw it drop to four, four and a half yesterday on Warriors-Lakers. Now uh, we're seeing five and a half at Circa and a lot of books books moving back that direction. Did you make a play on that game yet? On the Lakers-Warriors? Yeah. Not yet. I'm waiting. I may want to see if I want to take a piece of the Warriors. This was actually, I believe, a six and a half opener. And then the Warriors immediately got bet. because well, there were I think, sevens out there, man. Yeah. I, I saw plenty of sevens. Like I said, late Sunday night, Monday morning. But you're right, six and a half at a lot of spots. And it dropped to as low as four. And I think they want to see what the injury situation is. AD has been back for a while. LeBron clearly kind of picked his spot a little bit to return at Indiana this weekend where the Lakers got the win in Indianapolis, not necessarily the cover. Pacers made a late run to get inside the number. But I'm not convinced that the Lakers are just this sure thing yet. And it kind of would be the ultimate irony if you had both Denver and the Clippers trying to drop down to get to that four seed to avoid the Lakers only for the Lakers to go ahead and get beat. Now, I think the Lakers would beat the Grizzlies or the Spurs, so they would still get in likely at least in that eight spot, even if they lose to the Warriors. But I I just think that – there, there's always that Steph Curry factor, and you saw it on Sunday against Memphis. When Memphis came back and took the lead late in the fourth quarter, and then the Warriors, I think, went on some kind of like a 13 to nothing run to put the game away, and right. Steph Curry just went Steph Curry and put up huge numbers, won the NBA scoring title. So there's always that threat against the Warriors. Well, it's Steph Curry's the NBA scoring champion, 32 points a game at age uh, 33, and uh, if he gets hot, watch out. You know, mm-hmm. you get a hot shooter in a one-and-done type of scenario in the NCAA tournament or the NBA play-in, um, you could see an upset like this. It's not like the Warriors are a garbage team. They're 39-33, and 33, 
And uh, about two to one on the money line here at the South Point, plus 190, five and a half point underdog, total of 219 and a half. That's a late game on Wednesday night and the marquee matchup, without a doubt, in the NBA play-in tournament. Wes, quick look, uh, quick opinion on tonight's two games before we get to Stephen Hennessy and uh, talk PGA. Charlotte and Indiana, right now Pacers one and a half or two-point favorites, total 225 and a half. And Washington, Boston with the Celtics. Weighing two, total of uh, 232 and a half. Nothing for me pre-flop in the early game, but I think I'm going to be interested in the Boston Celtics actually as a small money line favorite here because betters like to bet the hot team, and that's clearly what the Washington Wizards are, and the Celtics 4-9 straight up and ATS their last 13, but playoff experience is going to matter here, and I kind of like the unwanted favorite. Ugly favorites oftentimes are the nuts in sports betting. All right, let's get to Stephen Hennessy. He's the deputy managing editor of uh, Golf Digest. Welcome back to the show. Uh, you were in South Carolina last week, right, Stephen? I was, yeah. Thanks, Matt. I got a little uh, look at Congaree, which is going to be the, the new course to host uh, the PGA Tour event next month. So uh, got a, a little quick trip to South Carolina before the, the pros are here at Kiowa. All right, so Kiowa Island is going to be the uh, setting alongside the Atlantic Ocean for the PGA Championship this week. And uh, a lot of talk about how brutal this is going to be, Stephen, the uh, longest uh, layout in major tournament history, and it's uh, 7,876 yards. How windy do you think it's going to be out there this week, from what you can gather? Uh, The Golf Digest guys who are out there you've talked to, and uh, do you think wind is going to be a a major handicapping angle that we should uh, consider this week? We, we got to keep an eye on it, but, you know, the early reports are that the wind isn't going to be as bad as it could be, um, you know, maybe upwards of like 10, 10 to 15 miles per hour, which, you know, seems kind of benign, but it's, it's a different kind of wind coming off the Atlantic coast there. Uh, and the way that the ocean course is set up, these fairways are, are perched above the land significantly. So mm-hmm. really any wind is going to affect a uh, play quite a bit. So, you know, it's something to keep an eye on as we get closer to, to Thursday. Um, but, you know, I'm kind of hoping it, it picks up a little bit. It would it, be an interesting test uh, if it really does. But, you know, like you mentioned, the, the length, and, and that's certainly a, a big factor and been talked about. But if you remember back to 2012, the PGA, obviously we had Rory McIlroy won by eight shots. But if you look at the leaderboard, there were also a lot of shorter hitters, a lot more accurate hitters on that leaderboard, uh, Ian Poulter had a great day on Sunday. Carl Peterson was in the final group. Tim Clark. I mean, these are some of the shortest hitters on the PGA Tour, but what they really do is hit a bunch of fairways. So I think that's going to be the most important thing because uh, there's they really pinched in the landing areas in these fairways. And, you know, if you're kind of off and you hit a wayward drive, you're going to be in this, in this thick uh, heather, and it's going to be tough to recover. So, um, you know, even though it's going to be really long, I think more important is going to be finding fairways. So let's stay with McElroy, Steve. And of course, he did win two weeks ago at Quail Hollow, third time in his career. He has won there. And he was about 16 to 1, really, on the odds board before that tournament in Charlotte. Then he wins. He immediately gets cut to around 10 or 11 to 1. And he is likely to be your tournament favorite when we tee off on Thursday at Kiwa Island. But as big of a Rory McElroy fan as I am, I'm not yet buying in here. I'm not convinced. I think, you know, he won on a course where he's familiar. He scrambled very 
very well. He did not hit very many fairways. His approach game looked probably as good as it had in a while, but I'm still not convinced here. I understand why there was the odd shortening on McElroy, but I'm not convinced that he should just be the outright favorite over this field. Yeah, I'm with you. And, you know, the field at Quail Hollow was not the field that we're going to get this week either. I think he really is going to need to play like elite Rory McIlroy in order to win. Um, you know, he's had a lot of swing changes recently with Pete Cowan. And I'm with you. I'm just not 100% sold that this is Rory back to being Rory. He won on some familiar confines. And, you know, that number just isn't great. So I'm certainly not betting it. And I'm actually going to look to fade him in some matchups. Who else are you looking to fade this week, Stephen? Um, Patrick Cantlay, for sure. If you could get a, a matchup bet against Cantlay, he's coming off four missed cuts. Which, uh-huh. you know, we've seen this trend of guys miss a bunch of cuts and then figure it out and win. Brooks Kepka in Phoenix comes to mind. Uh, Daniel Berger the same way. But uh, something's off with Cantlay. Uh, he had a terrible Masters. Apparently, he might have had a, a little breakup with his girlfriend. That's kind of what the scuttlebutt is. So. Anytime there's, you know, something going on with someone's personal life, uh, we know that could affect things on the golf course. And, you know, I think people will be tempted by that number, 35 to 1. I've seen, I think, a 40 to 1 even on Patrick Cantlay. But um, I would look to fade him in a matchup like someone like Patrick Reed, who I think, you know, has a good chance to contend. He plays really well on these tough, long golf courses. Uh, Wingfoot comes to mind. He contended there was the 36-hole leader at Wingfoot and won at Torrey Pines, you know, the longest, uh, one of the longest, toughest courses we see on tour. So uh, Patrick Antley is someone I'm also looking at. Wow. Uh, Wes Reynolds just uh, perked up there. You teed one up right in his wheelhouse. Well, Steven. I was about to say Patrick you, Cantley got dumped by his girlfriend. See, Wes, you scoff at uh, the personal uh, angles here, but they oftentimes <laughs> come into play. These guys are very temperamental personalities at times. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, gonna... the stats don't tell us that, but I think that's a, that's a big factor. Are you going to fade Cantley now, Wes? I, I'm uh, now considering yeah, it. I did not yeah. play him this good week. Good information. For even Stephen though Hennessey, he's a very good Pete Dye player usually, but I did not play him this week. It's good gossip from Stephen Hennessy there. We love the gossip. We love you. The, love it. You the, love the, it. The TMZ <laughs> factor here in sports. Absolutely. <laughs> Bring it on. Hey. Uh, I read Daniel Rappaport's uh, ranking of the top 100 players. It's up at uh, Golf Digest on Twitter. And um, he ranked Jordan Spieth number one. Uh, well, I wasn't so sure that that's not the way I would rank it. But how about you? I know you're high on Spieth. I looked at a, a lot of the Golf Digest content this week. Is Spieth your number one player going into the PGA? Yeah, I mean, he is. I, uh-huh. I just can't uh, can't get away from Spieth. I bet him at the Masters, like you know. And, you know, I look at the numbers. He is gaining the most strokes per round on average against the field, more than two strokes per round, which is far and away better than anyone else in the world. And how he's doing it is ball striking. Our guy Rick Gaiman from RickRungood.com, he points out he gains more than a stroke and a quarter uh, on approach alone this year. So to me, Spieth is back. You know, he's won already. I, I know he's in Texas. He's familiar uh, on all those Texas courses. But I, I make the comparison from Kiowa to Whistling Straits. That's kind of like the only comp course in my mind. And I remember back to 2015 at the PGA, Spieth finished second to Jason Day there. Um, I just think the creativity you need at a Pete's Eye course, you're going to get in some weird spots here. Spieth 
has all the shots. I, I think he's I think he's kind of back. And 16 to one, I think, is a good number on him. Uh, you know, he's been really consistent. Had a top nine finish last week. His sixth top ten of the year. So, unfortunately, I'm all in on Jordan Speed this week. So, Stephen, this is a big boy course, and you are going to have to be at least good off the tee. You don't necessarily have to be a bomber, at least you did nine years ago, but this is going to play about average of about 250, 300 yards longer. So, of course, that's going to lead you to Bryson DeChambeau, number one, strokes gained off the tee. John Rahm, number four, strokes gained off the tee. Those are guys that are short prices on the board. Are you interested, really, in either of those players? I know you're in the Spieth camp, whose ball striking is great and his form is great, but what about Bryson and Rahm? It would seem like this course would really fit their games more than anybody's yeah rom especially i uh, expect him to contend he hasn't found the winner's circle you know since last year which is weird um so i'm not necessarily betting him to win but you know if you could get him you know against someone who you're fading especially against rory uh, i like justin thomas against Rory, too. Bryson is interesting to me. Um, the approach game has been inconsistent mm-hmm. with him. He hasn't really put it all together. He had that top 10 at Quail Hollow when he flew home to Texas, then flew back. But if you look at the approach numbers there, he lost more than five strokes on approach to the field. That's just, you know, really bad iron play. So um, obviously his length is a huge factor here. And I'll counter that and say a guy with that elite off the tee game at a similar price to Bryson is Dustin Johnson, and he's kind of getting overlooked Mm -hmm. a bit. And that's, you know, with the the injury concern. But if we're getting a healthy Dustin Johnson, I think this number has a ton of value. Um, You know, it's a question mark a little bit, but his ball striking stats have improved his last two starts. And he's in his home state of South Carolina. Mm -hmm. I think it would mean a lot. For him to win here too so um i think that 18 to 1 number is nice i'm starting to wonder guys if dustin johnson was like okay it's gonna rain in dallas there's gonna be a bunch of delays i don't want to have to spend a lot of extra time there i want to prep for the pga if maybe he didn't just say eh, my knee is a little bit sore so i'm not gonna go ahead and play uh, and I, now you've seen him drift up i fully think that's what happened no doubt about it because first of all why even play in dallas when the course has no correlation right. to what you're gonna play in the PGA the next week anyway. It's kind of a waste of a week if you're DJ. Sit out and tune up for, for the PGA. So, yeah, at 18-1, to 1, I'm actually, I'm starting to think about playing DJ at we this point. We may see because, 20, and that would be an absolute oh, take. Yeah, if you see 20-1. to 1. Uh, Stephen Hennessy, you hit Brooks Kepka at the Phoenix Open in uh, February, I think of 40-1 to 1 odds. Would you consider Kepka now with his odds drifting up around 55-60-1 to 60 to 1 or no? The, the number is definitely intriguing, but, uh, you know, whereas DJ, I have a little questions with the injury because that Instagram video of him doing backflips off the boat, uh, you know, was making the rounds after he withdrew from uh, Texas. I'm more in your <laughs> camp that, you know, he, he just decided not to take that trip, whereas right. Kepka, I think that injury is real. We saw that at the Masters. He could barely bend down and pick up his golf ball and mark it. Uh, and he had some quotes today, and a doctor came out and said that, you know, he's about six months from a full recovery. So, you know, I don't think we're talking about Tiger Woods playing on a, you know, a broken leg here. We're talking about, you know, an injured elite athlete. But I just think it's a lot to ask for him to get it done this week. So even if the number gets up to 60 to 1, I'm going to stay away. All right. A lot of great content up there, as always, at Golf Digest on Twitter. Steven, in the last. 20 seconds, give me your top five players for the PGA. 
Yeah, Jordan Spieth, uh, Dustin Johnson, I think Xander Schauffele has to be in the mix, too. Those eight top ten finishes uh-huh. and 15 starts. Uh, and Patrick Reed. And I think Justin Thomas, I- I'm coming around on JT as well. I like JT this week, too. All right, Stephen, thanks for the time. Enjoy thanks, the second major of the year this weekend in South Carolina. Back in a couple minutes. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare if you use paper you're a human but if you choose paper you're a papertarian someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet and also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Papertarian. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Welcome back into the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com and download the free OddsTrader app right now so you can start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. Now let's get back to my guys in the desert with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds. All right, Wes, high anxiety in Las Vegas tonight over the uh, hockey game. I had a uh, guy connected to the uh, Golden Knights front office called me this morning, offered me a couple tickets for tonight's game, and I said, ah, I don't want them. Thanks anyway. I've got a golf draft tonight. We've got a golf gambling yes. draft. I can't go to the hockey game, but thanks for the offer. And he said, if we lose tonight's game, it's over. The series is over. He's extremely concerned about tonight's wild Golden Knights game. And Knights minus 154 at Circa. A little bit higher price than some other spots. As high as minus 170, total of five and a half. You Shaded under minus 135 after Wild won the opener 1-0 in overtime. You mean some of the Vegas fans out here can be fair weather, Matt? The hell you say. Well, I mean, that's true with every team <laughs> and every city and everything. You know that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But obviously, still learning here. Still a very new pro sports market. But I did look at this game. And I had the Wild in game one. I don't know if I'm going to go back for seconds. I think the number is kind of telling me I have to. But the spot obviously screams Golden Knights here. Now, Max Pacioretty, as of this morning, Pete DeBoer in his media availability here earlier today said Pacioretty is going to be questionable in a game-time decision. So we will wait to see if Mad Max is back in the lineup. But, look, the Minnesota Wild has been this team's kryptonite. They have absolutely owned this team the last couple years. This is a big price. The spot screams Golden Golden Knights on the bounce back because we often see that in these hockey playoff games. We, of course, saw it last night with the Bruins and the Caps. Uh, but this is such a big number here. Uh, on the number alone, I would say Minnesota. The situation says Knights. So what that likely means is a pass. Well, you know, the zigzag. Everybody wants to play when the home favorite loses game one. It's baked in already. Yeah, you come back and fire in game two on the favorite. And that's going to be the case tonight with uh, Pittsburgh, right? Uh, Penguins minus 130 to 140 at home over the Islanders, who uh, won the series opener. And totals also five and a half shaded under in that one. Barry Trotz this morning basically played a little coy and said, we will have a Russian goaltender in net. We don't know if it's going to be Ilya Sorokin or if it's going to be Semyon Varlamov. Varlamov was a scratch in game one. He is upgraded to available tonight. As of now, it looks like Sorokin is going to go for the Islanders. Tristan Jerry let up uh, a couple soft goals in on Sunday for the Pittsburgh Penguins. So I have not gotten involved in this yet, but I may come back for Islanders to take a 2-0 lead. They're a better defensive team, I think. We don't know if Geno Malkin is going to be available for the Penguins tonight. Uh, still listed as questionable. Also, defenseman Brian Dumoulin, questionable with the foot injury. So, as of now, lean Islanders. I know you get sensitive sometimes when I criticize you, but I'm going to compliment you here, Wes. Great job on the pronunciation of the two goalies. I know how to pronounce yeah. my Europeans, Matt. Very good job there. How about the Bruins with a dramatic win last night? Uh, Brad Marchand's goal, 39 seconds into overtime, the fastest playoff overtime goal in Bruins history. The old record, <laughs> Bobby Orr in 40 seconds in Game 4, 1970 Stanley Cup Final versus St. Louis. So a uh, big win for the Bruins last night. I think props to Randy McKay. He was in yesterday, was talking about playing the Bruins in the series as well. And uh, they get a big win last night, Wes. Yeah, I was on the Bruins for game two. I did take them series uh, pre-playoffs, though. So didn't have the best number. So if you listen to Randy McKay's recommendation, you certainly got some good series equity now at plus 110. I think looking at the series price right now, about plus or minus 185, minus 190 going into game three for the Bees. You won that last night? You had the Bruins? I did. 
you did not win the NCAA Men's Soccer Championship. I last did not. Night. Disappointing ending for Hoosier West last night as the Indiana Hoosiers fall to the Marshall Thundering Herd in the uh, national championship game. Wes, what happened here? How do you lose to Marshall? By the way, Marshall, uh, a great run for an unseeded team mm-hmm. in the tournament. This is a Cinderella story right. now complete. Well, the Cinderella was the better team and, and the better side in the second half. They absolutely put a lot of pressure on Indiana. The Indiana Hoosiers were going for championship number nine, eight NCAA championships for that men's soccer team record. The Yeagley family, Jerry Yeagley, of course, won several of those. His son, Todd Yeagley, now the head coach. Didn't get it done, though, last night because Marshall really put the pressure on Indiana. It seemed like Indiana was trying to absorb the pressure because the MV, who ended up being the MVP of the College Cup was Rowan. Senantano, the goalkeeper for Indiana. It seemed like they were playing for penalty kicks. Marshall had other ideas. There was more green in the stands. First time mm-hmm. NCAA champion. Congratulations to the Marshall Thundering Herd. Yeah, we could talk about this game all day. But uh, we don't now. We don't really yeah. have to, though. Yeah. I don't know if I told you. My uncle is an Indiana University undergraduate, and he graduated from Marshall Medical School. So it was a win-win situation for him, Ross. I told him I was rooting for the Thundering Herd to knock off West Reynolds. Of course you were, you Purdue guy. We'll be back in a couple minutes. What are we going to talk next? How about NBA betting? I'm Danielle Alvari. The NHL and NBA playoffs are here, and our experts are covering every angle to find the betting edges. Beeson hockey expert Annie McNeil is tracking all the NHL action, and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel has all the hoops insights. Our experts and the entire Beeson team give you all the tools you need to make the most of every bet on the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every game on Beeson.com and our daily members-only best bet emails. Now is the time to cash in on the playoffs. Sign up for your 10-day free trial at Beeson.com slash subscribe. Now back to my guys in the desert with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds. All right, I'm here trying to do a sports show. Wes is watching the Drew Barrymore show. Wes, focus on what we're trying to accomplish here in the studio. We're well, going to talk NBA better. the betting. cooking segment here, Matt. I want to see you come into Thursday's show dressed like Drew Barrymore is today. Can you do that? That is not likely to it's happen. Unlikely? Uh, that was a very interesting pattern on the frock this afternoon. Let's go to the NBA tonight. And uh, did you make any bets on the play-in tournament tonight? I am going to bet the Boston Celtics on the money line here, about 125. Tell me what's pushing you to the Celtics side. Because without Jalen Brown, a 24 points per game scorer, the Celtics obviously are going to rely so much on Jason Tatum. And they need Kemba Walker to wake up and do something uh, tonight. But a lot of people are ditching the Celtics. Is that going to be your angle here? It's kind of the... You're buying low on the ugly favorite when uh, the dog is a little bit too popular with the public? Well, that's one reason, but there's a a couple reasons here. Brad Beal did return on Sunday afternoon, but did not look very good with that hamstring injury. I think it's really still bothering him. I think he was like something like 4-17 from the field in that Sunday game. So 
a little bit concerned about that. Obviously, the Wizards are the hot team coming in here, but this is a team with not a lot of playoff experience, and it hasn't necessarily gone well for Russell Westbrook in the playoffs mm-hmm. over the years. He's had some face plants here. Obviously, a great season, broke the Big O's triple-double record all-time in the NBA, but it's mainly kind of how I think the game could play out here. And really, the advantage for Boston a little bit is pace of play, aside from how healthy Beal is going to be. I don't think he is going to be 100%. We, of course, know Brown is out for Boston. But if you look at the Celtics' pace, 98.3 this season, bottom 10 in the NBA. Wizards, 104.1, fastest in the league, second in plays in transition. But it's kind of that old that old adage, I guess, in sports betting basketball, uh, really, it's easier to slow down a fast team than it is to speed up a slow team. And I think in the playoffs, that's the advantage for the slower team, which would be the Boston Celtics here. And I just thought it was a pretty cheap price. I think you have an underdog that's going to appeal to a lot of people. I'm actually seeing now a low in the market, minus 122 on the Boston Celtics at Circa, plus 104 on mm-hmm. the Dog Wizards. That is the lowest in the market. But basically the market average right now, minus 130 on the Celtics, plus 110 on the Wiz. Celtics dropped to one and a half point favorites at Circus Sports right now. Yeah, not a lot, not a lot of love for this team because I think Well they, the Wizards have been hot down the stretch mm-hmm. too. What seventeen and six in the final twenty three yeah, and, and Boston's and, yeah. four and nine over their last thirteen, both straight up and against the number. And Obviously, we've been hearing some of the chirping in Boston. I think he's he's safe there, but chirping about Brad Stevens and not being healthy, happy with the team. But this team really wasn't healthy all year. And look, I don't expect even if they get into the main draw that they're going to beat the Brooklyn Nets, assuming that's who they play in that 2-7 matchup. I don't think that they're going to have anything for them, maybe get a game in the series, and that's about it. But I do like Boston tonight. You think chirping about uh, Stevens getting fired or Stevens wanting out? Because I think there's going to be a lot of chirping about Danny Ainge as well. And I mm-hmm. think uh, basically what you said is correct. You got to give this team one more good run next season because there were so many injuries this season. The right, Celtics Tatum were, was out for oh, a they while. They were out of sync the whole season. Yeah, they had not only COVID concerns like most teams did in the league, but they had injuries. Kemba Walker didn't miss a lot of time. Obviously, Jalen Brown going down at the end of the season. But I do think some of these Celtics bench players and some of these young guys have at least got some minutes, and that can help them in a game like this. But I'm going to go with the experience, and I'm going to go with Boston as the small money line favorite. Wizards started this season 3-12. and A lot of people wrote the Wizards off. Uh, Celtics were this close to being an NBA Finals team a year ago, and now nobody's giving the Celtics a shot. And I don't think they do have a shot without Jalen Brown. What's their ceiling? Winning a first-round yeah, series? Yeah, well, I think their ceiling maybe is winning one or two games, maybe taking the Brooklyn Nets six games. Yeah. because I don't even think the Celtics can win a series, right? No, I, I don't either. And, and they're likely going to play Brooklyn. And even though Brooklyn's not my pick out of the East, they've got the big three at least all playing together. And they've only played eight games together. They are six and two in those games. I just don't think they would have enough. All right. Uh, Charlotte Hornets, Indiana Pacers tonight. You used to be a Pacers employee. I did. Uh, but that does not mean you're going to bet the Pacers tonight. So the Pacers, one-and-a-half-point favorites, total 225-and-a-half. Uh, why are you not making a play on the Pacers? I just I don't know how they're going to be. They've been very inconsistent. I didn't know who was going to be in the lineup. By the way, we do have some news on that. Malcolm Brogdon, hamstring injury, upgraded to probable tonight. So he has been given That's clearance. That's a little surprising. I thought he would be out. 
Yeah, yeah, I did too, because he's been really hit or miss in terms of playing the last 10 or 12 games. Sabonis, we mentioned at the top, is going to play. Also, Aaron Holiday and Edmund Sumner. So they at least got some buddy in the backcourt and some bodies out there. So you're probably, I don't think you're going to see a huge adjustment on the Pacers. It's basically one and a half market wide. Could see this go up to two, because I don't think the bet the general betting populace is in love with the Charlotte Hornets really either. This is kind of like basically a coin flip game. Uh, the total may rise a little bit now with Brogdon and some scoring punch back in the game. So if you didn't get that opening number, you could at least get close to it, but I'll stick with my strategy in terms of waiting on an in-game spot to go in on the under, because I think this could be a very competitive close game. And if it is down the stretch, I think that's where you start to see, you don't see those shots so quick in the clock anymore. You see them kind of going down to the final four or five seconds in the clock, trying to work it down a little bit. And the game really slows to a crawl, and that's where I think is going to happen here late. All right, we've talked a lot about Warriors-Lakers, including in this show, and we'll do that more. That's uh, the marquee matchup Wednesday night. How about the Spurs-Grizzlies tomorrow with uh, Memphis weighing three and a half or four at home, total of uh, 222. Yeah, this is a bit of a tough call here. The Spurs obviously have known that they were going to be in the 10 for a little while. Nobody was able to put pressure on them. The Pelicans weren't one. Zion officially went out for the rest of the year. Sacramento really wasn't. So looking at this one, though, the Spurs are kind of a a weird anomaly a little bit. The fact that they don't shoot a lot of threes. A lot of their stuff is either at the rim or at mid-range. They did lose Derek White, who was their third leading scorer a couple weeks ago. This is not a team that's played very well, but this is a team that rested some guys because they knew they were going to be in the 10. So maybe they're a little bit fresher here against the Grizzlies. Maybe I could sponsor like a first half play on the Spurs tomorrow, which if the line stays the same, could be about plus two, plus one and a half. That might be where I would look. All right, we'll talk a lot more NBA betting with uh, JBT in hour number two. Uh, We'll also look at the other NBA series prices. Up next, it's showtime in baseball. Is Shohei Otani your AL MVP right now? Man, this guy's putting on a show back in a couple minutes. My guy's in the desert. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. 
It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com. And remember, you can download the free OddsTrader app right now and start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. Now let's get back to my guys in the desert with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds. Wes, do you ever see the uh, Twitter page uh, back after this, the kind of spoof of uh, I do. Mike Francesa? About my, my, Mike Zahn, and wasn't that the jingle, Mike Francesa up in New York? I don't know. That's not what I was referring to. Last night I watched a video of uh, Chris Maddard Russo and Mike Francesa. This from uh, a year or two ago. And they were mocking Shohei Otani. How he's overhyped. The Yankees are lucky they didn't get this guy. Blah, blah, blah. I tell you, Mikey. Yeah. I think this guy's a little overhyped. Oh, yeah. They were ripping Otani. And uh, those guys couldn't look like two bigger buffoons today. Shohei Otani last night hit his 13th home run. He leads the majors and homers, and he's got an ERA of 210. He's got the same ERA as Max Scherzer. Right now, he's got 13 home runs, 32 RBIs, tied for third in MLB and RBIs. Uh, as far as pitching, he's got 14 strikeouts per nine innings, and there you see the numbers on the screen. Otani doing it all. 210 ERA, 1.21 whip. Right now, would you bet him to be MVP, or do you think he should be the AL MVP favorite ahead of Mike Trout? 
Well, I know some people that did like Otani for MVP, and now the odds are absolutely getting cut. Uh, you remember back in the preseason where odds on Otani were 50 to 1 or, or mm-hmm. higher at some spots? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you look at the Angels, though, they are 18 and 22. I know they don't have to win to get the award. Mike Trout has gotten the award because I think the consensus was that he's been the best player in baseball. So they haven't had to be right there, but they have to, I think, at least be somewhat competitive. If they're around 500, mm-hmm. I think he has a chance to win the MVP, but if they're like 75 and 87 or something like that at the end of the year, I don't see it. Well, yeah, I know I know exactly what you're talking about, but my problem is the best player, just vote the best guys have I the agree. best season, give him the MVP. I, I agree, really but we see that in awards. Have. I don't care what sport it is. They are always, often going to reward, okay, who's the best player on the best team and not who's the best player. Right now, the Angels have the two MVP favorites in the American League. And they're 18 and 22. Four games under 500, and uh, they have a minus 44 uh, run differential. Anyway, let's go to the uh, Yankees. Last night, Garrett Cole on the mound. Surely the Yankees would not lose to the Rangers with uh, Cole pitching. Uh, he actually gave up two home runs last night, each of those on 0-2 counts. That's, uh, that's a big mistake, and no-no as a pitcher. Uh, but Cole takes the loss, and the Yankees go down last night 5-2 to at Texas. The Rangers are plus 230. Yankees minus 270 in that game last night, so a big win for the underdog against Garrett Cole. Yeah, and of course, uh, when you get those big dogs like that, you can bet the run line, split it up with the money line, and certainly got home. Yankees lose their first game down in Arlington, Texas, and Arlington really kind of more of a pitcher's park now than it is a hitter's park. But if you look at the Yankees, it's really been surprising starts for both teams. The Yankees have been pitching very well but not hitting. Yet the Rangers, who they thought were going to have this pathetic offense, have actually been relatively solid on offense, but not really pitching very well. Uh, How about the Dodgers? Right now, without several key players, including the World Series MVP, Corey Seager, the 2019 NL MVP, Cody Bellinger. But the Dodgers get it done last night, and they cover on the run line, the one and a half, thanks to Gavin Lux with a a single, I believe, with two outs in the eighth inning. Mm -hmm. I was watching the game last night. Delivers big for run line betters in a clutch spot last night. Dodgers minus 220 favorites. If you laid the one and a half right around even money here at the South Point. And uh, Walker Bueller outduels Mad Bum. Albert Pujols gets an RBI single in his Dodgers debut. And the Dodgers win 3-1. to one. Yeah, and Gavin Lux, who you mentioned with that game-winning hit, he is going to have to be good because he's going to be in the lineup for a while for Corey Seager there at shortstop. Dodgers right now 23-18. and 18. And look, the pool hole signing I know seems kind of cosmetic, but you need a pinch hit guy off the bench. And I think he's a guy that maybe could help. Obviously, Albert's days of playing every day and being an everyday contributor are long in the past. So you, you got to uh, be the Dodgers have some depth here and they signed all that talent. They're going to have to rely on some of these guys. They're kind of borderline bench players on the end of the roster to carry them. They do have looks like a, a new starter tonight. Martin going to start mm-hmm. for Arizona. Urias getting the money about up to 250 right now for this evening. Let's talk about that game. Corbin Martin against Julio Urias and Dodgers minus 250 total of seven and a half. And uh, again, we appreciate Tim Neverett, the Los Angeles Dodgers play by play. Guys stopping in studio yesterday for about 15 minutes. And uh, Tim's got a new book coming out, Wes, called COVID Curveball, a uh, day-by-day tale of the Dodgers season last year en route to winning the World Series. You can get that on Amazon right now.
I will place Do you like my, to read books? I do will you, place my pre-order after this program. Do you read a lot of books? I do read a little bit. Okay, I used to read more, but now it's I basically just read sports stories and handicap every day. I don't <laughs> read books anymore. But I might read that book. It looks interesting. And uh, Tim Neverett, I'm sure, did a great job on it. Uh, how about the Dodgers laying 250 tonight on the run line? I'm not sure he can trust this offense. Yeah. He got a little lucky last night with Gavin Lux and that clutch hit. But the Dodgers minus 1.5, minus 120, total 7.5. Yeah, that's a no-lay for me. The lineup for the Dodgers, Betts, Muncie, Chris Taylor, Will Smith, Matt Beatty, Albert Pujols, Tashugo in left field, and then Gavin Lux. So you say Mookie Betts? I do. Oh, okay, he, he's yeah. As of now, in the lineup to okay. lead off tonight. But like you mentioned, I don't know if they have that kind of offense. Now, you know they have the pitching, and Urias, I think, has been pretty solid this season. But I don't necessarily want to lay it here with this price. It's a pass for me. Okay. How about the uh, Rockies and the Padres? And Padres playing well. And they've got excuses because uh, Fernando Tatis has been out. Will uh, Myers has been out with uh, COVID uh, protocol concerns. But the Padres have kept winning. Blake Snell, the lefty, goes tonight. Not off to a torrid start for the Padres, but uh, Blake Snell is capable of getting hot. He's minus uh, DraftKings minus 235, Circuit minus 214. Austin Gomber of the Rockies opposing Blake Snell. Total of seven at Petco Park. Anything you see worth playing here, Padres? Um, minus one and a half, minus 120 if you want to lay the one and a half runs. I bet the Rockies fairly frequently last week when they were at home against the Cincinnati Reds. Mm-hmm. I do not do as much frequently on the road because the Rockies are 2-15 and 15 away from Coors Field. That is the worst in baseball. So it's kind of like you usually don't get discrepancies that much right. with a home and away record, but you absolutely have it here. Austin Gomber, just looking at his peripherals, should have at least a little bit of positive regression. 549 on the ERA, 441 on the XFIP. Snell, 419, 351, respectively. So he'll get perhaps a little positive regression. Nothing on the side here, but would lean a little bit to the under here at under seven. How about the first place team in the National League West? The Giants lead the Padres by a half game. Anthony DiSclefani goes, yesterday, Wes, I played on the show, my best bet, Giants, plus 123 at Cincinnati. Uh, today, it's a shorter price on the Giants. DiSclefani, a former Reds pitcher, goes up against Luis Castillo, who has been horrific uh, early in the season. So the Reds right now at circuit minus 120 at the South Point, minus 112. Total of eight and a half. This is one of those games where you kind of got to look at a pitcher like Castillo and say, okay, is he going to have some positive regression? 771 ERA, but his XFIP is 427. The strand rate is a little bit over 51%. So it's like, okay, maybe there's going to be a turnaround or maybe the fact that he's just not the same pitcher anymore. The velocity is down across the board. I think that's more the truth. His velocity is down. He just doesn't look like the same pitcher. He's not getting swings and misses at all. Giants actually... Mm -hmm. uh, Number one in the National League in home runs right now. First in home run to fly ball ratio. Actually third overall in Major League Baseball. So it is tough to play Luis Castillo. And then you have De Sclafani going back to his old stomping grounds in Cincinnati. That's obviously a big game for him. And the teammates know the first game when you're playing the former team. And they do want to kind of step up for a guy a little bit. De Sclafani, 214 on the ERA, has been very impressive. Kind of has revitalized his career out in San Francisco. I could only play the Giants here. That's what I was thinking as well. How about uh, let's go Mets and Braves. Miguel Castro is going to go out there and throw his weight around tonight for the Mets against Tucker <laughs> Davidson 
Braves minus 150, total of eight and a half. And apparently with Miguel Castro, we were discussing this over the break, that's not a lot of weight to throw around uh, on that on that Zalatoris-esque frame for Miguel Castro. <laughs> Davidson going for the Braves minus 153. Kind of waiting to see when the Braves' bats are going to come alive. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. I do see in the lineup in the seven spot tonight, if that's accurate. I wasn't sure if he was out, but the Braves have got to get the bats going. Castro basically is kind of a middle relief. So this looks like a bullpen start for the New York Mets. No play for me at this time, but Tucker Davidson, it's one of those things I talk about in the National League. When you get a left-hander and teams haven't seen him, usually the first time around, it's a struggle. And then eventually when you see him multiple times, you get to kind of figure it out. So maybe Atlanta first five here is the way I would go. And I see about 145 in the market. This type of game, the Braves have got to win tonight. They're uh, 19 and 22. Ronald Acuna has been great. He's been hitting, but the, the Braves need to get this thing turned around. Uh, all right, one more before we break for the hour. Uh, last game to talk about in the National League, Nationals and Cubs at Wrigley. Patrick Corbin against Zach Davies. And uh, the Nationals are road favorites here. Uh, minus 112, we'll call it, at uh, the South Point. Basically the same price. It's circa total of 8.5 at Wrigley. Yeah, and I'd be on the Nationals here. I think we were looking a couple weeks ago at Patrick Corbin because, remember, he struggled to start the season. And it's kind of like, is this another what I was just talking about with Luis Castillo where, okay, this guy is done. Well, I don't think Corbin is done. He's gone 20 innings combined in his last three starts, two victories in those. The strikeouts have been very good. I think Corbin still has some positive regression just on the basis of his horrific start for the season. 619 ERA, but 456 on the XFIP. The walks have been down, still averaging 3.47 walks per nine innings. But if you really look the last few games, only a hand, only a couple walks. So Patrick Corbin's looked like he's found something, and I don't think Zach Davies has. It's a good point. All right, so it looks like you uh, jumped online and ordered a new sweater there. You got a jacket. It's a PGA Ocean Course. Yes. Yeah? That's why you brought that, especially for tonight's long shot show, right? I, I, I had a free uh, item coming from someplace I order from, and I selected this. Looks good. Don't forget about long shots, the world's number one golf betting show on VSIN tonight. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.